0: CHAPTER Eight OF AROUND THE WORLD WITH THE CHILDREN BY FRANK G. CARPENTER THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN RECORDING BY BETTY B IN THE PHILIPPINE ISLANDS Leaving the home of Achi, we travel eastward through China to the Pacific Ocean, and then go southward in a great steamship. The air grows gradually warmer, and by and by we pass out of the north temperate zone and are again in the torrid zone how bright the sun shines its rays strike the ocean and the water seems sprinkled with diamonds we put on our lightest clothing and wear thick hats to shield our heads from the sun at length we come to some beautiful islands along their shores we see tall palm trees what is a shore the shore is that part of the land that is close to the water many of the palms are coconut trees beyond them are fields of green rice and tall sugarcane There are orange trees and many patches of bananas. Farther back are hills and mountains covered with green forests. Here and there are villages of brown houses roofed with palm leaves. They are shaded by trees of several kinds. There are dark-skinned people at work in the fields, and men and boys are catching fish in the streams. We see many odd-looking children who are playing or working or walking along on their way to school. What is that flag floating above the schoolhouse? It really looks like our own American flag. How does it happen to be so far from the United States, away out here on the other side of the world? I will tell you. These are the Philippine Islands, and they belong to our country. The people we see are called Filipinos. They are of the brown race. The people of the brown race are shorter than we are. They have yellowish-brown skin, dark eyes, and straight black hair. There are many people of this race on the earth, but not nearly so many as there are of the white race, the yellow race, or the black race. A Philippine school. Let us go into the schoolhouse. The building has only one story, but it stands upon posts twice as high as our heads. We have to go upstairs to reach the schoolrooms. A part of the playground is under the house. The schoolhouse is square. It has walls of boards, and its roof is of palm leaves, sewed together and tied to rafters of bamboo the teacher tells us that some of the villages have fine new schoolhouses made of concrete they are much like the schoolhouses in some parts of the united states we step to a window and find that it is a framework of lattice which can be slid back and forth the panes in the lattice are not glass they are pieces of seashell, not unlike that of the oyster or clam except they are flat the shell is about as thick as the nail of your thumb these shells let in the light And they shut out the hot rays of the sun. Except when the sun shines in them the windows are always kept open. In this hot torrid zone the children need all the air they can get to keep cool. We first enter the primary room. Three girls are reciting and about 40 other children are seated at their desks studying their lessons. The class is learning English and the girls recite well. The children look very different from the boys and girls of our school their skin is yellowish brown and their hair is black the boys have short hair standing out like bristles all over their heads how different their clothing is from ours every boy wears his shirt outside his cotton trousers every one is in his bare feet or at least he only has slippers which show his bare heels the girls have long hair combed up in a knot at the back of the head or hanging loose down the back they wear long dresses of bright colors and some have on thin jackets made of cinnamay cloth, which is so stiff that it stands out like wire. It is cooler than cotton. Some of the girls wear earrings and other jewelry. In another room, we find girls making lace and learning to sew. Benito and Carmen Before school is out, the teacher tells the children that we have come a long way to pay them a visit. She goes to the Globe and points to where we live in North America. She then calls up Benito, a bright boy of ten, and Carmen, who is only nine, but is almost as large as Benito. She tells these two children that they must act as our guides and that they may have a holiday while we stay. She directs them to show us about and to answer our questions. Our guides ask us if we should not like to begin by finding something good to eat. They take us to a big tree loaded with yellow fruit, shaped somewhat like a large pear. This is the mango, one of the finest fruits in the world. It tastes a little like turpentine but it is sweet and we like it the children give us ripe oranges fresh from the trees they also show us the papaya tree which has a fruit something like a musk melon benito tells us it is good for the stomach and will help one to digest if he has eaten too much in the meanwhile carmen has pulled some bark from a small evergreen tree nearby and asks us to taste it we do so how it bites it is cinnamon like that which our mothers use in mince pies and pickles. We now pass through a grove of coconut trees, and we can see many green coconuts up among the leaves. As we go farther on, we come to a field filled with low trees with red berries on them. The berries look like cherries, but when we bite into them, we find they are coffee. Each fat cherry has two little beans, or seeds, inside. The seeds are dried and cleaned, and afterwards roasted and ground. They are then ready for making coffee to drink. Bananas grow almost everywhere. There are also plants that look like bananas, but Benito tells us they are called abaca. He cuts one of them down and shows us that its stem is full of long threads or fibers. He says these threads are used to make rope and that they are sent across the Pacific to our country. Another name for abaca is manila hemp. Many of our skipping ropes were once a part of abaca plants that grew in the philippine islands our next stop is in a field where men are cutting down what look like stalks of green corn benito picks up one of the stalks and smacks his lips as he sucks at the end how sweet the juice is the stalk is sugar cane it is from the juice of such cane that much of our sugar is made the cane is carried on carts drawn by water buffaloes to a factory where the juice is squeezed out This juice is then boiled down until it turns into sugar. A Philippine village. We are walking this morning through a Philippine village. Most of the Filipinos live in villages and go out from their homes to work on their farms. This village is made up mostly of thatched huts. But there are also several large houses of boards, much like the schoolhouse. The huts are built of bamboo poles tied together into a framework and covered with palm leaves. The palm leaves are first sewed together and then tied upon the walls and the roof. The windows are holes in the walls with little doors, hinged at the top to close them. It is only the big houses that have seashell panes. The floors are made of long strips of bamboo, nailed or tied to the framework. Carmen says that she likes this kind of floor, for it does not need any sweeping. The strips are so wide apart that all the dirt drops through as soon as it falls most of the houses are built upon posts because it rains a great deal in these islands and houses must be high to keep dry the ponies chickens and hogs sleep under the houses and the children sometimes play there when it rains the floor of the hut is so high that one must climb a ladder to get to it we enter benito's home the house has but little furniture benito sleeps on a mat on the floor he shows us the bed used by his mother and father the bed is some matting made of grass and laid on a low wooden framework. The pillows are small and as hard as a board. Such beds are good for the hot lands where one wants but little bedding or covering. The kitchen stoves are big red clay bowls. They hold the charcoal fires over which the pots rest. A separate stove must be used for each dish and a large family may need a dozen stoves to cook a big dinner. One may be for fish and another for chicken. Others may be for rice fried bananas, sweet potatoes, and other vegetables of various kinds. Our little brown cousins have plenty of food. Their streams and the ocean are full of fine fish. The people raise rice and sugar cane. They have all the fruits and vegetables that grow in the hot lands. They have coffee and chocolate to drink, and there's always plenty of water from the springs and the streams. While we are in the kitchen, Carmen shows us the water bucket. It is a piece of hollow bamboo, taller than she is, and as big around as her neck it is like a great pipe with a cork in the bottom benito takes us to visit some of his friends who live in the big houses here we see beds tables and chairs much like our own and also pianos and organs later in the day we ride out to the rice fields upon some tame water buffaloes the water buffalo is the beast of burden most used in the philippine islands it drags the carts over the roads and it ploughs the wet fields it is an ugly animal it has big horns and thin hair which stands out all over its body like the bristles on a pig's back benito tells us that the water buffalo is the best work animal for the low swampy lands it will pull the carts through the mud it will work in the rice fields even when they are covered with water it is interesting to learn how rice is grown the seed grains look much like wheat or oats they are first sown in small beds where they sprout and grow into little plants. The plants are then set out in the muddy fields. They soon grow to a height of two or three feet. The fields are flooded from time to time, for the rice plants need a great deal of water. By and by, the grains form at the top of the stalks, and the straw turns yellow. The rice is now ready for harvest. It is cut down with a knife, and the grains are threshed out. How Day and Night Come Let us now say goodbye to benito and carmen and our other friends of the brown race we are going back to the other side of the world we are going to the continent of north america to visit some children of the red race but before we leave this part of the globe let us learn why it is that when one side of the earth has day the other side must have night just now it is midday here in the philippine islands and we are told that it is midnight at home We can see how this must be by turning an orange around in front of a lamp let us put a united states postage stamp on one side of the orange to mark our side of the world and a philippine stamp on the other side to show the islands where benito and carmen live observe that when the stamp on one side of the orange is in the bright light of the lamp the other side is in the dark shadow so it is with our world which is all the time turning before the sun Therefore, because it is now midday in the Philippine Islands, it must be night in the United States. Our boy and girlfriends there are fast asleep. When they start to school in the morning, it will be dark in the Philippines, and Benito and Carmen will be going to bed. End of Chapter 8